Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. I'm Frank Mills, and wow, another holiday. Uh, if you celebrate holidays like we do, Merry Christmas. Uh, hope you had a good one. We did. Uh, you know, I got stuff in my stocking, Armin. I got my supplements, so I'm pretty happy about that, uh, along with some other good stuff. But uh, how about you? How did yours go? Well, I got to, a lot of things that you put on the list, and it uh, wasn't too dramatic, but the <laughs> wife wants to go on a trip, so we got a trip planned that was funded oh. most of our uh, uh, buying gifts. So for, for us, it was just mostly that, but for the kids, we got them some stuff. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, <laughs> it's a time of year that I like to give thanks, and we're thankful for you for watching, for listening to yeah. the show. We appreciate you, and thank you so much for doing so. <laughs> Uh, we've got a great show for you today. Today, Armin and I, we're going to talk about how, uh, on, on why Armin thinks that bodybuilders are dying so young. It's kind of a morbid topic there, Armin, but we're yeah. going to be talking about yeah. that. And then in the second part of the show, of course, we have your fan questions, and we'll be looking forward to answering that. So, all right, so let's get started, Armin. Uh, <laughs> wow, why bodybuilders are dying so young. This is definitely a interesting topic. Um, what mm. made you decide to speak about this one? Because because this is kind of a little different from anything that we've done. Well, the the thing is that you keep seeing it uh, popping up in the different social media aspects and in the yeah. media. Um, you know that these people are, you know, they're they're making note of how how young they are, and you know, to me, it's creating a really bad name for people that do bodybuilding or just do physique developing to, you know, to do a show or to just make themselves look and feel better. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, basically if you follow a bodybuilding or physique, physique style life lifestyle, then you're going to basically according to what the media has been seeing going on. Well, you're going to probably, everybody's like, you're going to die young. So why are you Mm -hmm. doing that? Uh, And I, I, you know, it's i think it's several things that are involved that uh, i feel is causing it and you know the steroids are obviously part of that but it's not the only reason in my opinion um now don't get me wrong i mean there is a lot of use that is much much more intense than in, back in the, in the in the older days but at the same mm-hmm. time i think it's a combination of things on top of that mm-hmm. well to a point i i 100% agree with you, but I, I, I do think why that perception is at least maybe one of the reasons mm-hmm. is, um, and, and actually we were talking about this the other night, some friends and I, uh, we see a lot of athletes that pass mm-hmm. away at a young age. Um, you know, yeah. uh, not all of them die at, at an older age. You know, there's been a lot of tragic I would say passings of athletes in their thirties and forties and fifties. And that's not a particular age where you think somebody's going to pass away. You think of more 
after 60 or 70 is when you're really thinking about, okay, you know, that makes sense. But I was curious on talking about the steroid part. Why were you saying that? You know, I was kind of curious. Well, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think steroids are definitely a strong contributor. Right. But when I look back at the bodybuilders from the 60s and the 70s and even some from the 80s, you know, early 80s, um, there are a lot of them are they're living and what could be considered a normal life lifespan. Right. And they're they're still around, even though they took some steroids. So that's one thing that, you know, caused me to think a little bit about it. But then, you know, as an example, I'm talking about like Larry Scott. Okay. Now he, he lived to 75, but he had Alzheimer's. So, you know, right. that's just something that became a problem. But then you got Arnold, you got Lou Perigno, you've got Frank Zane, you got Robbie Robinson. Then you have a younger guys like Lee Haney and uh, Barry DeMay. I mean, these people all, you know, it's, took some drugs at some level, but they're still alive and they're not dropping like flies. So, right. I'm like, okay, there's got to be other factors here. Now, obviously, these guys are taking the steroids. It's hard to say if they're even cycling off or off, you know, off at all because they're trying to win. But uh, I think there's other things in combination with that. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I mean, this guy wasn't a bodybuilder, but he was a fitness guy. And growing up, I, I remember seeing Jack Wallane everywhere, right? And oh, yeah. He he was a very older guy when he passed, and and he lived the lifestyle to a point as well. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying. Um, so what are you suggesting the other reasons may be, Armin? Well, after thinking through, you know, what these the different the lifestyle that the, a lot of these people are going through, uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I think it has to deal with insulin. Uh, oh. Since I've learned a lot about insulin. Uh, and I think a good chunk of these guys are dying, you know, like Mike and Ray Mincer. Mike Mincer was one of the guys that first promoted carbohydrate intake. You do carbohydrates versus fats. You do low fat and high carb. And, you know, they pushed that and people started switching to that. Mm-hmm. And you got guys like Mountain Dog, John Meadows, you know, he was 49, uh, but a high carb eater. Uh, Mike Matarazzo, you know, age 48, Paul DeMeo, he was only 37. Wow, uh, and then Sh- Sean Roden, who won the Olympia several years ago, forty six. Phil Hernan, he was, he got to age fifty five. I mean, the list goes on and on. But at the same time, uh, I feel like because of their nutritional intake, that mm-hmm. they got insulin resistance, and I think that was a pretty big contributor to it. All right, that that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so why do you say insulin resistance? So based on the nutrition regimens that were promoted, that these guys were promoting and that they were living, and especially the, the young guys today, you know, you're eating protein and carbs as your, as your main focus. Uh, and you're going to have five to seven meals a day, all right, all day long. And then you're minimizing fat intake because you want to stay lean. Uh, but the carbohydrates still make you fat, but they burn that off with doing an extra cardio, which is kind of stupid in my opinion, but mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. So. Some of them, I think, uh, on top of this, especially the new breed of bodybuilders, they're doing this insulin loading, hmm. which is really serious. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody, but that's what they're doing. The strategy is you have to get done training. You have all your food ready. 
because you just got training or you've broken down a lot of muscle, all the food's ready, and then you take a shot of insulin. And after you take that insulin, then you got to eat as much food as you can because that insulin is going to be really high and it's going to push those nutrients into the cells. And that, that tend to work. They, 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 they would load this, the cells up more from that extreme amount of insulin. So either if you're, even if you're not insulin loading, you've got insulin flowing all day long the process to carbohydrate intake and you know that cannot be good long term mm -hmm. you know keeping no. these levels high people need to understand insulin is actually toxic to the system it starts causing damage when it stays elevated and it because it's so ongoing your cell receptor sites can't break can't keep up so now you become insulin resistant so then the excess that's floating around is going to start creating the problems that it creates. And that's just my thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm sure a lot of, of us are thinking, because that's the first thing I thought is, how does insulin resistance cause someone to die young? I, I mean, how does that work? Yeah. Again, so since I've been researching all this kind of stuff, uh -huh. um, what happens is, is insulin resistance is going to lead to other conditions. It leads to, you know, obviously it leads to diabetes. Uh, but it also leads to fatty liver disease. It leads to cardiovascular disease and other me you know, metabolic syndrome. And on top of that, it creates obesity. So now in the bodybuilder world, you know, not so much for them, but they're getting these other con other uh, issues cropping up. So what I've learned is insulin resistance doubles your risk for a heart attack and stroke. And mm -hmm. not only does it double it, it triples the odds that your heart attack or brain attack, you know, the stroke, will be deadly. And this comes hmm. from the International Diabetes Federation. So I'm like, yeah, and that, that kind of just makes sense to me. These guys are dying of heart attacks. Uh, they're just, they're moving along and then boom. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, um, because like John Meadows, I know he was on metformin to keep his glucose readings back in control. Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, that's a sign he was having insulin resistance right there. But they won't back off once the this happens. Like, well, I'll just do something else. But I want to keep eating the way I'm eating because they can't. They don't know how to change it. That, that's hmm. just my thoughts on that. That's kind of scary, you know. I, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> most definitely something that you don't want to do is to pump your system full of insulin like that. Um, that's well, kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm kind of kind of curious. Uh, yeah, cause we're, we're two older guys. Uh, why do right. you feel it wasn't so much of an issue for the oldie, the older bodybuilders compared to the others? I, I mean, gosh, you mentioned quite a few. Yeah. Okay. So again, in my opinion, based on what I've been learning in, in those times, most of the, the bodybuilders, they were doing a lot of Vince's strategies where it was mm -hmm. protein and fats, protein and fats. And so the focus be, being that, you know, they're not eating a lot of carbohydrates. And so insulin resistance was probably not going to be a big issue for them. I'm not saying they didn't maybe change their lifestyle down the road, but a lot of like whatever lifestyle you're leading that works for you, you're going to continue to follow it. And so, and it's, it's something that I'm watching now too, but you know, the, the concept of insulin loading was never mentioned back in those days. Right. So these guys weren't having a whole ton of carbs. They actually weren't, weren't wanting to mess with them because you know when you eat protein and fat you stay lean and you don't get insulin resistance when you eat protein and fat mm -hmm. you know? and that's what 
people are starting to wake up to. That's a better way to eat versus having all this carbon take. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I, I am curious, you know, because of how things are trending, what else do you think may be contributing to this? So the other thing that may be doing that is uh, based on my study of aging over the past number of years, about like six years at this point, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that mTOR is also a factor. Okay. mTOR. Um, what is that? Cause I, I sure didn't know. All right. So again, this is something I've learned about as well. Um, so mTOR stands for mammalian or mechanistic target of rapamycin. Okay. So it is a, uh, <laughs> this is a key component of cellular metabolism and that what it does, it integrates the nutrient sensing with cellular processes are which basically going to fuel growth and proliferation. You know, basically it's known as the growth pathway, mTOR. So they think mTOR growth pathway, it's going to help you to build muscle tissue. It also helps boost your immunity. So, you know, mTOR has been linked to various processes that are related to aging, such as nutrient sensing and maintenance of uh, proteostasis, which is basically protein being consistent, protein homeostasis. Okay. Uh, Autophagy. So it cannibalizes old dead cells. That's a good thing. Uh, But it has been evolved mitochondrial dysfunction, which isn't good. Uh, And then the cellular synthesis, it causes the cells to age faster. And so all this, on top of it, it, it affects your stem cell. Um, your stem cells are going to decline in function, which mm-hmm. that is not good. You need good stem cells to be doing things. So, you know, in a nutshell, I guess the way I would say it is, if you keep mTOR switched on all the time, it's just going to cause you to age faster based on the recent research that I'm learning about. So that's something that's important to understand. And this can happen due to the body constantly, you know, being in a growth phase because these guys are taking the hormones and then they're constantly eating protein, carbs, and, you know, they're eating a lot of food. And that's going to keep that mTOR level elevated. So kind of to simplify what you just said, it means your body is aging faster then, right? Yeah. So this is my understanding that if you do, if you keep mTOR on all the time, based on the research, then it, it, you're going to age faster. And so this makes sense to me with these lifestyles that, you know, that you read about these people, these people that are dying early. I mean, under normal circumstances, you know, your mTOR is going to switch on after you, it switches off after the protein synthesis and the food intake have slowed down. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm a big fan of just three meals a day. Uh, but if you're constantly eating every two to three hours, you're going to have mTOR switched on all the time. Plus, you know, to help with the recovery of the training. And I, it, the more I learn about it, the more this is something that really needs to be paid attention to if you want to live longer. And if you, if you don't care, then that's great. But when you're keeping it switched on all the time, you're not going to let the body be able to lower it. So it's going to allow you to age faster. Um, and again, these things are just my opinion based on things I've learned. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but this is what I'm thinking. It could be some some factors that people also need to be considerate of with how they train uh, going forward. And that that absolutely makes perfect sense. But that's a lot of good information. Now, Armin, for all this knowledge that you've gained, are you doing things that are differently or 
are you doing things maybe different in areas of the things that you've done in your life, you know, for your training, your workout, all that good stuff? Yeah. I mean, I've changed up a lot of things based on as I keep learning this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's why I do a carb cycling strategy. Okay. And then, you know, and I just have three meals a day. I don't see the need to have five and six meals a day. I just use some supplements right. to maintain, you know, muscle tissue uh, because they're going to come and go pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mostly focus on protein and fat. And then I, I use the carbs as needed just to reload the muscles in the liver. So I don't have insulin cranking all day long. And if it is, it's going to drop down pretty quickly. And I, I think that's another reason why people are seeing better results with like a carnivore diet or, you know, a low mm -hmm. carb diet. But I like the carb cycling strategy because you know, I get the, I do get the foods that I don't want to take out of the uh, my food system to keep the gut microbiome functioning at a high level. So, but it does allow me to keep my insulin sensitivity because I'm tracking that closely. Because um, you know that's a, obviously an important factor. The more I learn about it, mm -hmm. um, so what I'm doing is tracking my carb intake, and then you know I'll have periodic blood work to see how my glucose and my HbA1c levels are. Mm -hmm. So I'm making sure that they're staying in a healthy range because when they're not, that's the first sign of insulin resistance, and that's not what you want to have happen. Because then right. you need to you need to be going on pre-diabetic medication, but that's why we have rampant diabetes in society is because of what these people are eating and they're not paying attention to these markers. Even the doctors right. aren't really enforcing it much. Like, well, here's a prescription. Um, here, take this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then you know when you even when I have a carb meal, I, I'm going to take it in the evening, um, but I also take berberine, which helps to push down. The um, it helps to lower mTOR as well, and helps to push keep the insulin down after I've ate. So it doesn't keep hanging around and linger a lot a long time. Mm -hmm. So it keeps my sensitivity much higher. And so when I'm doing this, I'm also keeping mTOR down at the same time. Mm -hmm. So another thing that I also found that that I've learned about that I'm and I'm experimenting with all this stuff. So whether it's right or wrong, you know, that's what I'm doing. So I'm letting, I'm just sharing this with people. Right. But I've been doing the daily fasting. It'd either be a 16-8 fast or 12-12 fast, depending on the schedule. And then it, that's going to be daily. But then one day a week, I'm doing a 24-hour fast. And, uh, you know, which people are like, well, how do, you, how do you do that when you're trying to pack on muscle? Okay. Well, and then when you do a fast like this, it does lower the mTOR, which, okay, that, that makes sense. And I got growth, mTOR working when I need growth, but then I don't when I don't need it, I got it lower so it's not going to you know affect me so much uh you know uh, as far as aging all right and so then as i keep improving my insulin sensitivity then this is when i do the um when you do fasting like a 24-hour fast not only does it improve the insulin sensitivity but it, it also has a lot of benefits where it's it's going to clear out undigested proteins that may not broken down which is good news it's also going to cannibalize old senescent cells cells that aren't functioning well because as you mm -hmm. age you get you get a buildup of these cells and that's right, what causes right. the aging just to, to move faster so it cannibalizes those and then it also helps generate new stem cells from bone marrow by doing the by the stress that's created by 24-hour fast so I, i'm experimenting with all this stuff but i like how i feel and i'm i'm noticing some benefits from it so and that's why i thought it'd be a good thing to bring up because the lifestyle these other people are doing you know they're just going at it non-stop and the body gets no breaks Right, right. Hmm. That, that's wow. A ton of great information. And 
I'm sure a lot of people appreciate you sharing all of this because, you know, you definitely, there are things that a lot of people do that you think, hey, it's working great. And what you're sharing yeah. is, hey, you know, always be maybe rethinking what you're doing and analyzing because you may feel great, but you could really be doing something to hurt yourself. And boy, this this is a, a really interesting subject today. Um, I know we're very limited on time, but is there any final thoughts that you have kind of wrapping things up on a terrific segment? Well, we'll see how terrific it is based on people's <laughs> response. But right, um, right. I mean, these are just my opinions, you know, uh, on what I think is contributing to these, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a lot of athletes. It's not just bodybuilders. There's other athletes oh, right. too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, they're dying at early age. Okay. And I think they need to be looking at what they're doing to keep their nutrition at a good level so that they aren't damaging themselves. Um, and I think that, you know, people, when you're an athlete, they think you're living a healthier lifestyle and you would think they are, but you know, maybe not. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is, you know, when you throw some steroids on top of that, you're going to amplify the issue. Right. It's not helping. So that's another thing. I mean, you get temporarily, you get the benefits of, you know, quick growth, but there's always a price to pay for something that happens quickly. Cause like when you, when you do these drugs that they're doing, their heart is growing, mm-hmm. their liver, their kidneys, all the organs are growing because it's tissue, it's muscle tissue. It has to, to, to expand with the, the digestive system and also the skeletal system. So at the, at the end of the day, um, I mean, I'm a firm believer that the right combination of nutrition, supplementation, weight training, recovery, you're getting that sleep, and then getting your hormones optimized done in a way that will lead to better longevity as much as Vince did. Vince was a big fan of this. He thought bodybuilding was great, great news because of the health factors that he saw. And so I'm on the same page as Vince on this. Uh, but uh, as Vince is too, I'm thoroughly disappointed um, by what's going on in the competitive world of physique, physique competitions and contests. And you see these, these people, male and female, working their butts off, training hard and dealing with all the stress of getting their workouts in and working and doing all these things. And then they're taking these health risks and, and they're doing all that for some short-lived returns. Right, uh, that they're going to find themselves dying much earlier than they need to, and it it just doesn't make sense to me. So why do you want to go in that path? But it, it's giving a bad name to the physique world. Period. And yeah, we, we need to start thinking. Okay, if they're going to do that, they do that. Not promote that so much, and let's move towards promoting people living a, high, a lifestyle that does allow you to live longer. And that's kind of what I'm getting at with the whole thing. Absolutely agree. Well, Armin, I thought the segment was terrific. A lot of great information and uh, very much appreciate you sharing all that information and knowledge with us. Uh, We've got to take a break. Stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition and Armin and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. 
Just use the code NSP Show at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. I'm Frank Mills, and hey, this is my favorite part is your fan questions. But before we get into that, um, I have to let you know, boy, if you're not taking advantage of the sales on nspnutrition.com to get your supplementation, I don't know what you're waiting for. Some of the prices on there uh, are well worth your while for multivitamin, protein power, whatever you need. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm glad I got some for Christmas, but I have stocked up because there is some great pricing going on. So I encourage you take advantage of it while you can, because it won't be much longer. Um, man, amazing deals, huh, Armin? Yeah, well, I'm trying to close out the year, obviously, but you know the inventories are running low, so that's the biggest thing that um, you know people are going to be dealing with. Uh, as you know, we do run out of product mm-hmm. from time to time, which is frustrating, but uh, it is what it is. But yeah, you want to get in? I'll try to get in out before the inventories get too low because uh, the restocking sometimes takes a while uh, because of all the things going on in the economy. Yeah, I got all my protein power, uh, all, all three flavors, so I can mix yeah. it up as I want to. But yeah, hey, it's a terrific deal. So take advantage of it while you can. All right. Fan questions. Um, I, I love doing this because I like to hear what you guys and girls are thinking about either fitness, working out, yeah. whatever, the feedback on the show, ideas. We like to hear that. And we appreciate it. Um, this is coming from... Um, Andy Shelton. Andy Shelton's asking us, Armin, will you give us exercise equipment mods to fit what we have available? So I guess depending on your workout, you know, I've heard this from a lot of people. If they travel, um, if they're going different places, they're used to going to the gym and having a set of equipment that they can do a set of exercises on. Then they travel and go to a different gym and they're screwed. They don't know what to do. They don't know what machine does what, and they end up winging it. Do you have any suggestions for that? Well, that's that's a tough one because uh, even with myself, when I go into, you know, I got a lot of experience. So when I go into a gym, mm-hmm. I got to start, I got to survey the whole situation and see, okay, what do I have to work with? And then depending right. on what I'm training that day, I don't want to combine uh, that workout too. So there's not a real, a real easy one for that because, again, it's limited to, to the equipment that you have. So, mm-hmm. The biggest thing is, is to figure out what muscle groups you're going to work. Okay. If you already know that going into it, then you just got to figure out, okay, what equipment can I use to get as much return from that workout as possible? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it may just be dumbbells. And so you need to have a backup plan if they just have nothing but dumbbells. Like a lot of hotels, it, it's pretty, it's pretty thin. So mm-hmm. you'll have some dumbbells or maybe it's going to be a high rep day. You know, and just you work hard with that, and but train real hard within that 30 to 45 minute window. Right. See, right. see, what, see what you can get done. Maybe it's going to be doing some supersets, some giant sets, just using what's available to really tax the muscles. Uh, but there's no easy answer when you get thrown into an area that you, 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 you don't have much equipment. So creativity uh, is a good one. Um, but that comes from experience and training. So I, yeah, I don't have an easy answer for that, but. Uh, now, when the on the app we use, um, there is there is options in there. We have an option with dumbbells, we have an option with barbell, and, and then even bands as uh, another thing. But other than that, body mm-hmm. weight, you know, there's not a lot of, not a lot of options on body weight outside of push ups and pull ups and mm-hmm. 
body squats and things like that and lunges. Okay. All right. Well, Andy, hopefully that helps you out. Um, next uh, question is from Walter. Walter is 73 years old. Loves wow, our okay. show. Thank you, Walter. Oh, um, love the episode on the liver King. Uh, oh, he really? said, he said, <laughs> I knew damn well that that guy didn't live a natural life with how he looked. That's his exact words. Yeah. Um, he said, you know, as far as maybe back in my day and Walter, I'm not far behind you, brother. <laughs> so, uh, he's back in his day. He said, when he grew up, he ate what was on the dinner table, lean meats, yeah. wild game, vegetables. Yeah. They had fruit and that was it. He said, we didn't eat out of a box. Yeah. We didn't buy anything pre-prepared. My mom cooked on the stove and all his family lived a long time and their yep. natural workout was working on the farm, dealing with yeah. horses and ranching and that kind of stuff. And, you know, we've talked about this, Armin. Back then, that lifestyle, people physically had to work hard for the most part. And a lot of the oh, yeah. food that we did eat, it was protein, vegetables, fruit, period. And the fruit was always seasonal. So mm -hmm. that's another thing too. And then, you know, the, you know, you didn't have as much food to eat. It wasn't like you could have all you wanted. I remember, you know, I, I was five, I got three, four brothers and sisters. And so, um, you know, we are all kind of competing for food and they had large families back in the day. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, you know, I've seen in several of the movies, you know, the last drumstick or the last piece of meat, uh, right? People sticking forks in it, right? Trying to get it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that's how it was. And, you know, now we're in the world of, you know, going to a buffet or all you can eat supersizing and fast food uh, and processed food. And, and yeah. really that's where our, 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 our world has taken a bad left turn, I think. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, that's where yeah. he has so much health issue going on. Yeah. And again, like we talked about earlier, it is, this is aging people faster because of all the inflammation and all the insulin resistance. And, mm -hmm. you know, and they're all on medications to try to you know, to put, it's like putting a bunch of band-aids on, right. all bandaged right. up, but you're not getting any better. You're just not getting any better. So, right. Well, Walter, we appreciate your feedback and yep. your question. Thank you so much and happy you enjoy the show. Uh, last question is from James197091. It's on YouTube. Uh, James, thanks for commenting. He says, mm -hmm. you know, it's so disappointing you never hear Arnold give credit or thanks or acknowledgement to Vince. You know, he feels that he did a lot for him. And I started thinking about Armin. There, there are people that, that have and have acknowledged Vince, but He's kind of right there. There's a lot of guys out there that have taken things from yeah. Vince and, and not really ever said anything about him. And it's sad. Well, I think some of that stems from, you know, Vince's demeanor and, you know, he did offend Arnold uh, mm -hmm. pro probably more than one occasion. Uh, just try, trying to get him to understand, dude, there's a right. lot to know here and you don't know anything. You may mm -hmm. think you do, but you don't. And his delivery probably, you know, wasn't good. So, and Arnold was only there for a year and he just didn't, 
he didn't like the environment at the time. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he obviously moved on, but at the end of the day, you know, I think Arnold learned a lot of his um, cutting techniques to get lean for shows from Vince. Cause I mean, Arnold got in really good shape and that, Vince was the only guy that had the knowledge at that time. And if you mm -hmm. look at Arnold, I mean, he, you know, he was ripped, and, but he right. had, he had, you know, he, I, in my opinion, he learned it from Vince because when you looked at him before he came, he was pretty smooth. Okay. And he knew he had to get leaner. So, you know, but he's probably not giving him a lot of credit because it irritated him or something. I know <laughs> it's the real reality of it. But, you know, he did have a picture of him with the end. He wore the tank top and he was in there training. Mm -hmm. But I just think that, um, yeah, they just weren't meshing because Arnold was really young. Vince was older. And, you know, he's looking at him like, hey, you're just a young kid. You don't really know that much. But he's right, like, right. well, I know a little bit more than you think. Anyway, <laughs> that's kind of my thoughts on it. So, uh <laughs> Interesting point. So, you know, James, we appreciate your comment. And, you know, we are always looking for more questions, more content, more feedback from you. Yeah. If you want to contact us, scan the QR codes above our heads. That's one way. The other way, comment on YouTube. Arm and I, we check that out all the time. And also, if all else fails, you can email at support at nspnutrition.com. And man, Armin, another great show. Appreciate it so much. I hope we'll see what everybody thinks, but uh, yeah, we're just trying to, you know, keep working on unique content to you know, make sure we're covering things that are important to people. All right. Well, we're looking forward to a new year, 2023. We yep. wish you all happy holidays and we'll see you next week with another brand new episode of the NSP nutrition show.